0: this is face the music an electric light orchestra song by song podcast episode 133 a matter of fact That song all about. A Matter of Fact was released in the UK as the B-side of the 7 and 12-inch singles for So Serious in April 1986. It wasn't released on an album to the rest of the world until the Afterglow box set on June 15, 1990. The same song, with different lyrics, was also on the 12-inch single. It hasn't been released on any album to this date. That's the fact, Jeff! Yeah! Hi,
1: I'm Eric Winsenson
0: And I'm Eric Paul Johnson.
1: And, uh, as a matter of fact, what in the heck?
0: <sighs> like I said last time. No, the time before. Jeff, we need some B-sides. Um, alright, sure.
1: Ah, uh, but don't be so B-sidey with the B-sides. Hmm. This is actually what, unfortunately, the reason I didn't listen to B-Sides forever is because of stuff like this. (laughs) This is a perfect example of something that might have made a good instrumental song. Because I don't mind the little bit of the R&B tone to the music and everything, even though it sounds very, very fake, because I don't think there's any real instruments used in the whole thing. Well, yeah, I guess you can call a synthesizer a real instrument.
0: Well, there is guitar, electric guitar.
1: There's a little bit of guitar.
0: A little tiny bit, yeah.
1: Listen to the original version, and it's very, very cliched lyrics. Some Mm. of the worst he's written. And a horrible chorus that's just repeated over over and over and over and over and over and over. So it belongs where it's at. I understand putting this out for everybody who's a fan to hear because they want to hear all the little things that they couldn't get their hands on and hear it all in one place. And, well, they've got it. I guess somebody out there might like this. Obviously, Jeff Lynn didn't like it enough to put it mm-hmm. on an album, even an album that has a lot of similar stuff on it, like Balance of Power. Mm-hmm. But even he looking at a contractual obligation album... <laughs> Said, nah, nobody wants to hear this. <laughs> and on to the B-side it went. Yeah. Um... Eh... Yeah, eh,
0: yeah. yeah, there it is. It wasn't released in America, so I didn't hear it until it came out on Afterglow in 1990. And I heard it, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's balance of power era stuff. Heh. Yeah. It's it's only slightly. I mean tiny, slightly, less bland than caught in a trap. I wouldn't say I despise it like I did caught in a trap, But if there was like a, a, a tank, a fuel tank of like and, and love or whatever, and let's say F is is love, that's straight. That's hardcore love and E is empty. This song would be at that point where it's below the E and your little dash light with the gas pump is gone from just being on that low on gas to flashing like seriously you got like a light glazing of gas in your tank i would say as a matter of fact is probably at that level for me as far in the like tank i don't hate it it's just boring Um, That's a
1: good analogy because he's obviously running on fumes with this thing.
0: Absolutely. The only part of this song that bumps it up from being, well, the whole thing's bland, from just being like as bland, flat as like blank white typing paper to like maybe put like a little, like if you hit it, the period key, and it puts that dimple on the paper that, you know, bumps it up on on the other side. The chorus would be that little dimple bump that keeps the whole thing from just being flat, bland, boring, white typing paper. The chorus is kind of like, oh, it, it makes the song go from, eh, to, eh, eh it's a nice little chorus. I mean, I do like the, I know that you know that I know that you know that you know, I know, I know you know. know, that you know that. That's kind of cute and funny in a way. I like the, I got to, like, low level of like. I kind of like the synth cello accent that's tucked in there in the chorus. But as for the rest of the song, I don't even think this would qualify as B-side. I think this qualifies as unreleased track that you stick on a box set because you've got fans who want everything and anything, which would be me. I mean, even though I'm just kind of (sighs) like, about the song, as an ELO fan, well, I'm, glad it's there for me to know that it exists and see some ELO stuff that didn't come out. It's kind of like a nice little surprise, and then... Okay. Um, okay. There it is. And that's it.
1: And in this case, the alternate version is no better.
0: You know, the uh, alternate lyrics version, which I had never heard until like about an hour ago, before we started recording i will give it this the way jeff sings it there are parts of the song where his voice has a little more lilt to it than where on the first version where it's just is pretty much the whole way through he's like mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. at least there's a part where there's a lot of shuns rhyme confusion information and where his voice kind of at least wavers a bit yeah. There's no communication. As opposed to the other, where it's just, all right, we're doing this and we're done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for the record, Caught in a Trap has a better chorus, at least. that I, is memorable. I just listened to a matter of fact, and until you went the I know, you know, it's like, I'm trying to remember how's the chorus go, how's the chorus <laughs> <course> go. <laughs> All I remember is over and over again that it was a matter of fact.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, but... Uh, it <sighs> Belongs on a box set. This would have been nice to have just like the instrumental portion of his instrumental demo track on a box set. Oh, he's doing something a little bit funky. Okay, interesting next.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think it would have been like that. It would have been... Oh, there's that. Mm, Okay. I don't know if I need three minutes of it. I don't know if I needed 30 seconds of it, but there it is.
1: Yeah, and he's trying to be funky, and again, you came up with a good analogy. White. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: White and bland. White Uh. (laughs) and bland, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, this song doesn't excite me much to really think of much else to say except. There it was.
1: Yeah, and there it goes. Yeah, okay. Goodbye.
2: Got something to say about a matter of fact? Then call the telephone line voicemail. Six two three eight five zero oh, three three seven five. Call now.
0: some cash our way at patreon.com slash elopod for one dollar an episode you can hear episodes a week before they post to the world at the two dollar per episode level you get expanded episodes heard only on patreon reviews from don fields the eric's cover elo cover songs or skip all that and just hand it over directly through paypal using the email address eloftm podcast at gmail.com
2: Hello, this is Troy, and as a matter of fact, I don't like this week's song all that much. Yeah, I know, groan. Jeff's vocal saves it from being a complete loss. It's almost impossible for Jeff to do a song that's not interesting on some level, but my big problem with the matter of fact is the music. It just sounds too generic. It sounds like a lot of that generic electronic disco beat that you heard in the 80s. It really doesn't sound like Jeff put much thought into the music at all. It reminds me of what you might have heard in the soundtrack to an 80s movie or TV show like The Equalizer. In the background, I know I said the same about Another Heartbreak, but that's actually a good song. And I think would have deserved better than to be background music. It also sounds like what you might hear on a radio talk show during the bumper music when they come in and out of a commercial And maybe they can't afford to license all the songs they want to use So they just use repetitive, generic music that can actually drive you crazy if they let it go for too long And it also reminds me of a few of the tracks on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. I mean, in addition to the BG songs and some of the other hit songs that are on it, there's about maybe four songs that are more or less just generic instrumental music that was used in the background for the movie. I mean, I don't think anybody, if I asked them to, could hum a few bars of Manhattan Skyline or Calypso Breakdown or The Immortal Night on Disco Mountain. Hey, when I want to get down, I put that track on and the party clears out rather quick. So overall, um, just not a strong enough song. A rare misfire for Jeff Lynne and the band. I don't think it would have fit on any album, actually. But oh well, that's this week. So I'll talk to you then. This has been A Thought From Troy. Great moments in electric light orchestra history.
0: We got a lot of stick for this, you know, a lot of adverse criticism. Because everybody said, oh, cashing in on the disco stuff, you know. And it wasn't that at all because I'd done myself a little disco record about three years before that that nobody ever took any notice of. The thing is, it's never died out, really. All these latest things which now is called dance music. It's exactly the same, four to the bar bass drum. And uh, there's no difference. But nobody calls it disco anymore, they call it dance music. Exactly the same. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I liked it. Wow, she liked it. Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word. Word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com/elo pod. Next week, episode 134, Elo Mega Mix.